Hello and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home in collaboration with the Catholic Research Center in Kuala Lumpur. Now, today's show is going to be an exciting show because we're going to talk about how the church has been coping with uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, and all the MCOs that we've been through right here in Malaysia. And so who better to talk to about that than the man himself, the top man himself, uh, Most Reverend Archbishop Julian Liao. But before that, let me invite uh, Father Clarence Zimdas to join the conversation. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you today, Father Clarence? I'm good, Kevin. Good. Right, looks like the year is passing by very fast. So we're already in September, and not too long from now, it's going to be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a different Christmas, you know. Uh, certainly not, certainly not a white Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a quieter Christmas in in many ways for a lot of us. Exactly. So we're all adjusting to this uh, new norm, as they say. But of course, uh, we've been uh, doing this for the past six months already. And it's good to know how the church, especially the uh, Archdiocese, is uh, coping throughout this past six months. So, you know, previously we had Archbishop uh, Julian on for the sacerdotal anniversary, his sacerdotal anniversary. So we just focus on that and uh, and his life and his background and stuff. But right now it's a good as time as many to be talking about uh, how the church is coping with COVID-19, right? Yeah. And it, now that we are slowly beginning to open, I, I'm sure there are, Lots of people are, you know, looking forward to going back to church. Of course, there's also there are people who are afraid to go back to church. Uh, there are lots of opportunities that the pandemic has provided. Of course, challenges also, and I think uh, it's so appropriate that we have uh, Archbishop Julian here with us uh, this morning for this conversation. Uh, to you know, what, what I say is to pick his mind a little bit, pick his uh, thoughts uh, with regard to how he has been managing uh, COVID-19. I think, you know, as you say, it's unprecedented. Nobody has done this before. It's a steep learning curve for everyone. I'm sure it's for him too. So I thought, what a wonderful way to have him and to, to listen to him and how he has been coping and how he has been managing uh, the Archdiocese through uh, a pandemic. All right. So I'm sure many uh, viewers are tuning in to watch this show because uh, the Archbishop is on. So let's bring him on. Most Reverend Archbishop Julian Liao. Welcome back to Catholics at Home. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Father Clarence. Hi. Morning, Archbishop. Good morning to you both. All right. So, Your Grace, this is your second time on the show. The first one, of course, we talked about your background and uh, and your life and your you know your priesthood and your, and all that. Now we're going to talk about how the church is uh, was coping in COVID nineteen and moving forward. So, I don't know which 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 one had more tough questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe today's show might be a little <laughs> trickier. A lot of questions for you and how the church is coping. A lot of our viewers, of course, had many questions uh, throughout these past six months, and I'm sure right now still have many questions. So we will we'll talk about this and, uh, you know, 
let, let us know more about how uh, how you personally have been coping, not just the archdiocese. We've had a lot of uh, information and all the official letters coming through, but we also like to know how you personally have uh, been dealing with uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. So, so far, it's been six months already. Um, how do you think you've been uh, ha handling all the situations personally? Well, uh, as mentioned earlier, this is unprecedented times, and uh, I'm also learning to cope in this situation. Um, besides personally having, I think at this, at this point in time, we are slowly opening. So things are perhaps getting a little bit more uh, coming back to face-to-face -to -face meetings a little bit more. Um, perhaps in the beginning, not so many meetings or new when there's no face-to-face. Uh, -face. Um, at that time, perhaps there was more time for uh, spiritual reflection and uh, more time to, to spend with the Lord, I guess, uh, in the early few, few months. But uh, currently, as we are beginning to open and as we are trying to cope, with, as you mentioned, there are many queries now. When can we uh, get back to the old normal? Uh, perhaps never, perhaps never. But uh, the new normal now is trying to do the best we can uh, with this invisible virus that is still with us, that has not gone away. Uh, perhaps being controlled a little bit better but just a few days ago, I think we hit three figures again uh, with the number of uh, infections. So with, with the virus still very real, um, I think the archdiocese still has to be always on our toes, so to speak, because um, we'll just never know when a new cluster may just mm. pop up around us. And I'm sure for you, uh, uh, Your Grace, um, as most of us, those of us who know you uh, well, you're not one to like to hang around the office. You like to be out meeting people and, you know, uh, not, not just the clergy, but the parishioners and the faithful and stuff. So uh, how, how did you feel, you know, being all these restrictions? Tell us about, you know, how did you feel? Yeah, it felt a little bit weird uh, to be a priest and to be a bishop and not to be with uh, with your people, with others. Uh, as I said, the first few months when it was really a lockdown, um, it was really, a, 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 to say it, to make it a positive uh, viewpoint, I look at it as a three-month, four-month silent retreat, so to speak, uh, a time where um, I could be uh, by myself, um, and not having all those meetings back to back, I think that was a welcome uh, break. Uh, it's almost back to to normal now in the sense of appointments uh, back to back. But uh, yes, as, as what you said, uh, Kevin, uh, I think my Huawei... Uh, step count tells me that i've walked i've walked more in those first i think april may uh, that i've done in the past months or the past couple of years i've walked more i've spent more time uh exercising and perhaps that's a a, a, a positive thing that has also happened i'm looking trimmer i hope and, uh, <laughs> one of the few who have lost weight i guess during this mco Oh, is that is that why you asked for this? Uh, it is uh, online meeting, so we can only capture your face, <laughs> not the waistline. <laughs> we, we could all stand up afterwards at the end of the show. <laughs> Take a measurement. Well, you better not ask Kevin to do that, uh, Archbishop, because you know uh, it's only waist above his well and decent and and meeting. That's what happens in many, many of the Zoom meetings. They may be in their shorts. <laughs> uh, no, Archbishop, I think one of the things that we we have, I think we struggle through is also that when it, 
here in the Archdiocese, uh, we actually closed the churches well before the government actually imposed uh, the MCO. I think it was about a week before, you know. Uh, and it must have been a very difficult decision for you to make, you know, as the spiritual leader of your flock uh, to decide to, you know, suspend all masses, you know. Uh, was it a difficult decision for you to make? And, you know, what, what, what ran through your mind? You know, how did you feel about that? Yes, uh, thanks for that uh, reminder, Father uh, Clarence. It was just like just yesterday, I think we, we had to make that decision, but uh, it was not made alone. Um, I had a task, a task force, a group of uh, doctors, uh, there were a couple of priests also. So we had, we had uh, people, priests, uh, doctors in the front line, uh, to advise us in this in this little uh, task force and of course i think just a couple of weeks i think before making that decision i think singapore had already uh, done something like that and uh, so it was it was i think a painful time to have made that decision but i think looking back it was it was the right decision um, because the health, the safety of our people, I think, should always be foremost in our minds and in all that we do, even today. Even today, as we open in phases, as different parishes that are ready have started even daily masses just recently, we must always keep behind our minds that the virus is still there and it has not changed. We have not got a vaccine. We have not got uh, any, any uh, med medication for this, for this virus. And to be always aware that if we put, if I let our guard down, uh, it could just pop up with clusters that we are seeing in Kedah, in uh, Sabah and in few places around us. Well, during during this time, also you, you read a lot of literature uh, about church, uh, about faith, about pandemics. You know, there's a lot of literature out there also that that seems to to say that you know, at a time like this, you know, when people need to go back to church, uh, they are they are not able to go back to church. Uh, it's a it's a it's a difficult decision. Uh, I guess you know, as you said, with the with the task force. Our faith is also always guided by reason and, and good reason uh, and to be able to to make those decisions to to protect the lives of uh, many people uh, but I, I think generally you you find that people have been quite cooperative uh, at least in the in the early stages uh, the diocese found other alternatives for people maybe your experience of, of doing the life masters how was it for you? Yes, uh, speaking to an empty church, I think it's a it's a new feeling, uh, very different. Um, nevertheless, I guess it's it it is the best way, the best avenue, uh, while we were still live um, broadcasting, live streaming from uh, CDM. Um, initially, we started in that little small chapel for a better word um, then we moved back into the main church which was even uh, more different uh, with the whole big church that can fit two to three thousand there were only i think two people in front of us uh, the reader and perhaps the one looking after the the live streaming um, so it was different but i guess like everyone else I think we all have to make that 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 change or that uh, adjustment in the way we we attend mass, celebrate mass, and the dispensation has been given for the Sunday obligation. So our people need not feel guilty uh, not coming to 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 church on Sundays, and uh, this is something we we will review. Uh, 
with the clergy and with the task force, uh, how as we move forward, as we slowly open up, um, there will be reviews, there will be evaluations on our SOPs and what we are doing. So I ask, I ask our people, I think, for patience, for understanding. Um, yes, on the one hand, many are just waiting to come back to the old normal, to get back to church and to experience that community, that fellowship. Um, I also like to, to caution all of us also that yes, we are all waiting to get back to that old normal, but we also need to be very conscious of the realities on the ground today. And uh, as I mentioned, the safety, the health of every one of our parishioners is foremost in our minds when we make decisions. Just going back to the task force, uh, Bishop, um, what were the challenges that they faced? And also maybe uh, was there any challenges with the government's SOPs in place? Yes, um, especially towards the, the end uh, of, we had, we had dialogues with, with uh, various ministries, especially uh, the Unity uh, Ministry, which was in charge for, for the different places of worship. Um, we had meetings online um, and trying to plan, trying to work together what is best for our worshippers, our parishioners. And there were, yeah, there were, there were discussions, there were uh, sometimes uh, disagreements, but we always worked through, we always spoke, and we always tried to also think of what is best for our people uh, to be, to, to always be inclusive. And then we had different restrictions on the age limit, etc. And uh, we also understand uh, the, the elderly and the very young were more prone to this, to this virus. As we got to know more and more about the virus, um, I guess various uh, SOPs started to change or develop. And this is something it is still ongoing. Um, and I, I believe, uh, yes, the, the very ones that normally come to church, normally fill our pews, are the, the most senior ones. And I know and I understand many are going through a difficult period now, unable to come physically. Uh, when initially the SOP said those above 70 are not allowed um, for the first few months. Until lately, I think just a week ago uh, or a week or two ago, they allowed, um, they say it is now allowed for uh, the elderly but not encouraged but they allow them to come to come for masses etc and um, foreigners too i think was 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 another topic that was a bit uh, contentious in the sense there were many knocking on our doors and at the cathedral i think we know many uh, there are more non-Malaysians who come for mass than, than our actual Malaysians. So there was that struggle um, to want to allow all or as many to come into church. And I was, I was quite saddened also when, when I saw uh, people standing outside the gates of St. John's Cathedral uh, couldn't get in because they were non-Malaysians. Um, who have been here probably many years, um, standing out there, listening, trying to listen in, trying to attend mass from outside at the main main roads. Uh, it broke my heart to see that, but I realized I realized it was the government's decision uh, at that point in time, still not to allow foreigners 
into our places of worship. And I guess it's because of the mosques, I believe, have many uh, uh, worshippers going to the different mosques, and many of them were foreigners. Uh, and to have one law or one rule, I guess, to, to, to fit all, uh, it was a blanket uh, prohibition for foreigners to attend our places of worship. Um, and there were many there were many attempts to try to to ask to request when can the foreigners uh, come back to our places of worship and i think september 1st i think was the date that um, if i'm not mistaken wilaya allowed foreigners to go back to mosques and i personally also um, inquired whether this rule would also be applicable to all places of worship, whether we could all allow foreigners back into, into our places of worship, into our churches. And um, the, there were, uh, the reply from the authorities was, let us, let us wait, um, let us wait for the official announcement and we got that i think on the 4th of september if i'm not mistaken so they responded um, just uh, quite quickly uh, and i'm grateful to the authorities for that and they also updated some of their sops i think on that day uh, although not everything is is uh, updated yet and that's where i mentioned i asked for patience uh, from our people uh, on this matter. Yeah, Bishop, uh, certainly you're the shepherd of the Catholic community here in, uh, in KL and Malaysia. But also regarding all these challenges that you face, uh, I'm sure other Christian denominations also face uh, these similar challenges. Can you talk a bit about the unity that uh, the Catholics and all the other denominations, uh, uh, what they have come together to help to resolve all the issues that we faced as Christians? Uh, I think man, there are many issues still not resolved. I mean, uh, we are, if we are talking about just on the pandemic, um, I think we are all independent. Uh, we make our own decisions, uh, even the different Christian groups. I believe some, there are some who who waited up to the end of the, or at least 31st of August. Uh, some did not even open their places of worship, their churches, uh, because they also wanted to ensure uh, health, safety for their parishioners. Um, as I mentioned, yes, there were a lot of cooperation among people of different faiths um, and even among our Christians. Uh, the CFM, uh, have also uh, played a role to try to to speak for not just for Christians but also for all. And there are times we are able to to meet up uh, with 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 authorities online or otherwise. Um, and I guess everyone is also trying to cope. Uh, I guess the authorities also have different departments. Uh, different departments to look into different SOPs for for schools, for for weddings, for registrations, for funerals. So I guess they have there are quite a few different departments looking into this, and it's not an easy task trying to coordinate not just Catholics, Christians, but uh, thousands of 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 temples gurdwaras, uh, mosques, churches. So the, the authorities, I, I don't envy them trying to, to manage all this in the early days and, and even today. Um, but we are still in, in close contact with, with some of these officials. Well, I believe, as you mentioned in the beginning, you know, there's always this ongoing conversation that is taking place which people don't hear or people don't know about it 
and very quickly jump to some kind of conclusions about you know why isn't the church picking up for me uh why isn't the church defending me and i think you know i think you brought up a very important point that there is this ongoing conversation uh, that is taking place between the church and then uh, you as the president of the interreligious council also with the other religions uh, in the country the heads of the other religions and then trying to engage with with the respective uh, ministries or departments uh, must have been quite a you know uh, quite a task trying to put all this together uh, and yet uh, trying to you know keep some sense of of normalcy uh, into what is happening but now that now that we are slowly beginning to open and you know more and more things are, are being allowed of course i mean humans being humans we want everything uh, as it was before uh, and as it will be and forever and ever amen if you can say to that but, uh, but this is something that that we are going little by little i just want to you know deflect a little bit about kevin have, have you gone have you gone back to church kevin have you gone back to mass i have not oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know we also see that you know parishes also have their their own their own kind of a, not struggle but challenges uh in in opening the churches you know maybe you want to highlight some of the challenges you know of course the government comes up with regulation and the church has then down in the level maybe i will share a little bit about you know parish life at least from what you have heard i'm sure parishes have also challenges you know uh of uh resuming masters you know uh, maybe you will speak a little bit about some of the challenges that you have heard parishes are encountering yes uh i think um, many in the beginning i think they were struggling with having even one mass on the sunday uh getting their own uh, response team ready volunteers i think you know all the sops taking temperatures uh scanning the maise jatra and uh, uh selangka for selango and uh recording all these things in 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 books um it it is quite a task i believe for especially the smaller parishes to to get all these things ready for them to to con, to start or restart the sunday masses so i i understand many have started uh, with one mass and some have gone to their second uh, and maybe even a third on a sunday or a sunset mass but this would require also sanitizing the 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 premises and uh the of course the toilets the offices where people go so it's a it's a big coordination uh to 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 open our churches and that's why i i also hear there are some parishes uh not in this diocese but uh have struggled to 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 even open and i'm not sure whether as of 31st august uh i know there were a couple who have not yet opened even at that late late stage um perhaps um yeah for whatever reason they may have so i i i i understand some parishes are struggling with manpower uh, especially the smaller ones and also making the decision uh priests our parish priests to be able to to manage all this volunteers uh coming those who are over 70 uh as i mentioned initially they were not permitted to come to places of worship now they are not encouraged but they can come and i believe some parishes have Uh, prepared a disclaimer form also um, to let the people, especially not just the aged only. Uh, I like to mention here, but those with pre-existing uh, conditions, uh, those who are not too healthy also, uh, they run a bigger risk uh, being exposed to 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 the crowds in churches. That's why I cannot stress enough. we must continue to keep all our sops in place and we must 
always ensure safety for ourselves and uh, for others. And I hope, I hope the partners will continue to to advocate this 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 strict SOPs. And uh, I think our churches too uh, have, as we begin to open, uh, questions about BEC gathering, questions about uh, catechism classes, RCIA, whether we can meet face to face. Um, once again, I hope and I ask for your patience that uh, if and only if the parishes uh, can ensure all these safety precautions are taken, all the SOPs are followed uh, strictly, then if you can really ensure this, then by all means, uh, take the next step to reopen your catechism classes. But it's always, um, I feel, you're not ready, uh, please do not do so. Uh, and to ensure that this, this safety of our people is not forgotten uh, in, the, in, the, in the reason or we want to restart many things, let us make sure our people are safe. That's, that's, that should be foremost in our decisions. I think, I think one of the things that, that people they don't see, there's a lot of, this is like a major operations that you need to coordinate. Uh, of getting the church ready. I mean, Archbishop, you know that I you've given me two parishes to look after, and quite two quite different. One urban, one is not rural, but you know, right at the at the periphery of the archdiocese. You know, urban parish very easy for me to form a team. Uh, in the smaller parish that I go to on the first Sunday I open, I had to stand there and take temperature, you know, and record. So, you know, I'm complaining, but sometimes I think. We are all struggling with manpower, with volunteers, uh, cleaning the churches. So the more we open, the more volunteers we need uh, to sanitize the church. You know, like masses, like how we did before. Because, I mean, in a small parish, how do how do I afford to pay a cleaning company to come and clean each time? So it all depends on uh, on the people, you know, the general people. Penance for the penance. Pardon? Penance. <laughs> you know, or we can't we can't have confessions, but uh, confessions, so we can't give them penance to clean the church either. So, uh, but yeah, I, think, I think every parish uh, has got opportunities. In terms of manpower, logistics, uh, uh, certain limitations. Uh, I think it, it's, it's very, very good that, you know, when the diocese comes out with, with some SOPs and then also gives the parish priest some leeway uh, to, to be able to manage given what resources we have, that helps us to manage better, you know. Uh, I really can't expect what I have in the urban parish, in a, in a smaller parish, uh, a lot of my parishioners in the small town is they are above seventy. So how do I bring them in? Uh, but kind of a challenge sometimes, you know. Also, people find it uh, quite difficult to accept because not realizing that there's so many things that that needs to be done uh, before we open. Yeah, and uh, as we move forward. With the reopening in the stages, you know, uh, like Bishop, you mentioned that you know uh, patience is required, and I'm sure many of us are glad to know to hear that our uh, the foreigners, uh, foreigners brothers and sisters, are, are able to now uh, participate back in the in the celebration of the Eucharist. But um, maybe I can ask uh, both of you, Bishop and Father Clarence, uh, uh, what will be your I suppose your immediate priorities now? Like now we've got the foreigners back in church. Uh, can you mention one or two priorities that uh, the church will be working on? Archbishop, go first. <laughs> okay, at least, at least, at least for me, I, I think you know, people confidence to come back to church. I, I I've been trying to work on that. Uh, people are still there. Are people who are not very confident. I mean, we realize that 
many people have also gotten used to the online masses, you know, uh, from, 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 bed, from, from bed to the couch, uh, to the TV room, it becomes comfortable for many people. Uh, uh, so I think the confidence to come back uh, to church uh, for everyone, uh, then, which means that, you know, extra precautions need to be taken. I find myself being very strict about, you know, having to scan, having to sanitize your hand, build up that confidence to for people to come back and for the elderly. I mean, I I am I am starting one mark for the elderly uh, who are able to come, uh, but with greater social distancing. And I think if they are a bit more comfortable, it's not just the elderly, but I think also family members are, are afraid to let their parents go. I mean. It's a very legitimate fear, I think. Uh, it's, uh, uh, but if we take those kind of things that get people to understand, you know, this is something new that we are trying and and give them the confidence to come back. I think then we took the But I think for me as a priest, the challenge is, you know, everybody wants us uh, up and running, uh, doing the hundred meter sprint like Usain Bolt. Uh, open everything up and running. I find it very challenging. Uh, very challenging uh, because of many, many other things that are... I, I miss getting them confident to come back, you know, and being wanting to come back also. Uh, for me, I think, yeah, that's a good point, uh, Father Clarence, the confidence. If the confidence is not there, uh, many will stay away. Um, my, my emphasis or what are the priorities, I think, uh, for those who have not been able to come all these months, I think that is a group I think we or I would like to, to try to address. And I think uh, there are some parishes who have um, been creative, they've allowed some of the elderly to come, what we call the drive, drive in, drive by, uh, tending attending a little paraliturgy, a little service uh, outside the church, and then driving driving by to receive communion. Of course, that's not that's not the best. That's not the the the, the suggested way of attending mass. But in such circumstances, our elderly to receive the Lord. And I'm told many were peering when they received the Lord after so many months. Uh, they could their cars, could after a little short uh, prayer and uh, preparation. Um, so to 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 tackle to see who are the ones that have been neglected, have been isolated, and I think this is another area that I hope. Um, our BECs um, can can play that role um, to reach out to many of those who live alone, uh, who are unable to come to church, that we can play that role of accompaniment, um, even physically for the younger ones, the healthier ones, perhaps to reach out to, to minister to some of these who are unable to, to come to church, who are unable to receive communion. Um, and I believe many of our priests uh, and the communion ministers are reaching out to some of these homebound uh, parishioners. So it's great that the uh, Archdiocese have been taking love, the approach of uh, thinking outside the box on how to, to you know get the sacraments and all that to the parishioners uh, was there anything that you thought uh, Bishop that should have been done differently now uh, what we have done so far I think uh, I could say I think we have done quite well I, I believe um, from the initial scare initial scare of of, uh, if you remember, in the early days, you know, we had a scare from. Uh, can I mention the name of the place? <laughs> I think we all know. Yeah. 
Puchong, yeah. Puchong, you know, mm-hmm. and at the at that mass where right of right of election, I think, uh, in Kajang, in November, if I'm not mistaken, or end of November, early December, uh, that was the first scare we had of 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 uh, COVID right at our doorstep, or in fact, <laughs> came into our church already. And since then, um, I think we had just only one recently from out out of out of KL, uh, having one positive within KL within the church circles. As far as I know, these were the only two uh, cases that has affected the the, the 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 Catholic Church or at least the archdiocese. Um, I think we have been very lucky, or we have been. Uh, very fortunate that we were able to, with all our SOPs, I believe, with all that we have been doing, and a big thank you to the task force and to all our parishes for adhering to the SOPs, and of course to the authorities for ensuring that we follow these SOPs to the letter. Um, I think we have been very fortunate um, to have kept our 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 numbers low as far as infections are concerned, um, so how whether we could have done better, um, of course there's always room for improvement. But I think what we have done so far, so far so good. I I would I would say, tomorrow in the future, I hope and I pray and I appeal to to all our parishes and in general to to the public also to do not let our guard down to continue with all that we have done these past months and uh, as i said the virus has not gone away it is still lurking especially the asymptomatic uh, ones that we will never know Uh, so we cannot afford to to put let our guard down and it, all it takes is just one one infection to to start the fire uh, burning and and this is something we pray will never happen uh, in our churches in our places of worship in our society and it and we can play our part by always being cautious by always adhering to the SOPs. You know, Bishop, you mentioned you mentioned about that that one that can start a fire. Uh, just can I say, uh, would you fear uh, that Christians might be stigmatized if you know if just say uh, a church, one of our churches, uh, you know, started to begin to create a cluster? Do you think that we would be stigmatized? Well, I guess for a while. I guess uh, if I was just looking at some statistics just yesterday. Um, all the different clusters in Malaysia. Um, I think uh, churches, I saw one category under churches, we had 191, I think, infections. Uh, um, it was somewhere at the bottom of the list. Um, and then you have the different different groups, I think the Sabah one, the Kedah one, and of course the, the different groups that have different clusters. Um, I guess it, it may be stigmatized for a short while and then I guess everybody goes back to to its uh, complacent mode and uh, I don't think it will last too long but stigmatized in the positive sense I guess we don't want to be that cluster to have caused thousands or hundreds to be infected. Uh, I pray and I hope nobody Nobody will want this for their own communities. So let us keep our 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 gut always always up and uh, cautious in what we do. In 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 some ways, I think you know, like you mentioned earlier, nothing prepares us for this. I mean, uh, at least not the seminary syllabus. Uh, I don't think that the the bishop's course that you go to for in, in Rome also prepares you for something like this. Uh, a situation that is, uh, we keep saying, is unprecedented. Uh, you know, uh, we never lived through a situation like this. 
And the reality is that, you know, in the beginning, the, the goalposts kept changing, you know. I wouldn't want to say every week, every day. Uh, everybody was rushing to, to watch TV updates, uh, what was happening. Uh, I suppose in some ways, we always think for our churches, you know, uh, all these extra precautionary uh, measures that we take to safeguard the people. And I, at least I think is you know, the, the good old saying is better to be safe than to be sorry, you know. Uh, but sometimes, you know, all these extra precautions that we take uh, does not augur very well with with people who are who are not used to this uh, going to church. I mean, you go to church, you your temperature is taken, your you have a seat number assigned, you have an usher that tells you where to sit. You have no choice but to sit in that particular place and not move anywhere. So I guess it has made us even rethink, you know, uh, what we need to do. Maybe going forward, uh, Archbishop, you know, what, what do you think that, you know, this pandemic has has taught us as church, you know, as we move into a recovery mode? Uh, what what how how will we look at things and what should we be doing differently from, if not for this pandemic, we wouldn't have thought about it at least. Maybe just to get you started going, I mean, I, I can think of is like the use of, of, of online technology now has pushed us in this direction, you know, which I think we were not so engaged. I, I, that's the first thing that's, that strikes me. But from your side, you see there's something that will kind of like, you know, will change after this for yes. the better. Uh, yes, I, I hope that there'll be lessons learned. Uh, personally for myself, and I hope for the church also here, um, to relook perhaps at our own lifestyles, to look at uh, what is important in, 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 in life. Uh, what are the essentials? Um, the, the, the many hours, the many days that we have uh, trying to make sense of why just practically overnight this whole virus had put the whole world perhaps to a to a standstill um, have we learned anything from this have i learned anything from this um, i think it's a question all of us uh, can and should reflect upon and for me um, this is where i think now the bcs um, the bcs somehow comes to the fore, um, that, that network of, of small families, communities in our parishes, I think it is even more important today that we reactivate, that our BECs must play that role of uh, keeping in touch with the less, the vulnerable, the, the ones that are unable to come to church. This is where that network of, of, of contacts as leaders, as BEC leaders, as parish priests, as bishop, um, to, to make sure that our BECs are able to be that link, especially to those that are, they find themselves isolated uh, during this pandemic. Um, so the trust that our our PMPC, our Peninsula Malaysia, had taken um, since 1976 up to now. I think today um, it is really tested, and those BECs that have been functioning, I guess, will be at a head start in 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 spearheading care, concern, even food, even looking after those who are struggling uh, financially. Um, this is where the network, the contacts at our BEC can, can just go into, into active mode. Um, for those BECs that are dormant or, or have, have not been functioning well, I hope this will be a wake-up call for us. And I pray that our bishop, our priest also will, will push for this to make sure that this area, our BECs, can be reactivated to keep in touch, to, 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 to attend to the needs 
of of the many and i don't just speak of of catholics but in the tamans in the places where our bc boundaries are drawn we can be a witness there to to providing care uh, whatever material needs and i just want to reiterate here online once again parishes that need uh, assistance whether it's financially or otherwise uh, please please let us know please let the, the diocese know the uh, your senators know how the diocese can can assist you, you know, whatever uh, resources that you may need to to reach out and to practice or to put into into practice uh, all the things that uh, we need to respond to please do not hesitate to let us know what you need thank you uh, bishop on the lines of uh, moving forward can i get your personal thoughts and opinion about the virtual the virtual church you know not just uh, not just for the celebration of mass but you know personally for you um, of course a few months ago and maybe now is it was an alternative but uh, moving forward maybe for the years to come are you excited or do you see this something as you know really uh, going together with uh, meeting face to face uh, the opportunities that we have you know like like now i i, I can attend something that's you know in maybe in uh, in some other church in KL, you know, if it's online, uh, you know, some talks or maybe some prayers or something. I mean, how do you feel about the virtual scene that's taking place now? Well, uh, it has its place. Uh, I think like Father Clarence mentioned, now we are online. We're still able to attend, attend Mass. We are still able to, to be in touch, at least virtually. Uh, attending masses and things like that but i i hope it will not be a permanent feature i think as church as as a community we need that that physical that physical touch we need that that uh, contact that communication um, and while online has played its role during this lockdown and during this pandemic. I, I hope that it will not be a, 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 a long-term uh, feature, um, that we'll be able to get back to some form of face-to-face, of -face, some form of physical uh, closeness. Um, perhaps with all the SOPs, we we need to meet, we need to interact, we need to engage on a human level uh, and not just virtually. Um, so I, 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 I hope this will not be uh, too long uh, 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 an alternative, the online, but getting back to face-to-face to -face and getting back to that human touch again. So Kevin, that's your cue to go back to church. Don't don't wait anymore. Don't be afraid to go back to church. But this is, I think, this is the reality that we are. I think we are going to struggle with. I've already, I'm already hearing young people, at least parents, telling me their children saying, "It's okay, well, Now I can just watch online. I don't need, to, I don't need to get up so early in a Sunday morning to, to go to mass." And I think that is something that probably we will have to address at some point. How to get people back? Uh, you know, not so much to the old normal. Uh, the I also I'm hesitant to use the word new normal because new normal is being used for everything. But going back to the very essence of of what mass is all about, uh, it's it's about communion. I mean, I'm not talking about holy communion, but the human communion, uh, which the virtual does not replace in any way. Uh, to be able to connect, even though we are socially distanced, uh, in the way we sit, but I think that that's the that's the very essence of of going to mass uh, and to be connected to a community. I mean, Kevin, you say that you know, with virtual mass now you can literally connect with anywhere in the world. 
you can be in, in Toronto in the morning, you can be uh, in, in Scotland in the afternoon, uh, you can be with, uh, with even in Alaska or wherever, in Austria. But I think for, the way I look at it is, it's always important to be connected to a human community, you know, a contextualized community. At least that's how I, I look at it. You know, it's very important uh, that, yes, virtual gives you a bit of freedom, gives you the wings to fly. But how about, you know, uh, a, 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 a real physical community? And that's the, that's the church. That's the body of Christ uh, uh, in, in the church that we communicate with. Yeah, the, I mean, I've been asked by many people now, you know, yeah. is it okay to to go to, you know, not, not follow the archdiocesan mask, go somewhere else? I mean, yeah, but at this time, yes. But eventually, at least I don't know whether Archbishop, you share, share those sentiments, but eventually we have to come back to that physical community. Uh, that's, where, that's where we grow. Agree. Okay, so I, I guess uh, before we end the show, Archbishop, um, you know, many of the viewers watching this right now, uh, what, is the, what is your message for the Catholic community, the faithful? What would you want them to know? What would you want to tell them? Uh, there are many things I want to tell them, but uh, <laughs> uh, that the church, the church is here, the church is close to you, the church has always been here and don't keep away from the church for too long. Um, and we understand your struggles. We understand that uh, we want many things to happen, uh, many things to, to go back to the old normal. But uh, I ask again for patience, for understanding and for to cooperate uh, with 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 the parishes um, with the authorities who are also doing their best and yeah do not do not lose hope and but on the contrary to give hope i guess to others that are around us who may who may be struggling uh, in 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 their in their own lives with so many um, changes to their work to to how they live in their families perhaps we can be that beacon that beacon of hope to others too and the church in the world not of the world but to play our role in bringing that that light that hope to others as we ourselves are, are, are struggling and uh, let us together let us together travel let us move as one as one people in faith and also as as malaysians um, we are in the midst of malaysia day and independence day um, so let us realize and i think if anything at all i hope COVID has reminded Malaysians that we need each other. We cannot live in isolation. We cannot live in, in bunkers. But as if, we, if we want to be safe, if we want to be healthy, if we want to be able to do the many things that we all dream to do uh, again, everyone must be safe everyone must be looked after and i think this is the message uh, for all malaysians and especially all my viewers today let us continue to to play this role and let us put our hands put our lives into into god's hands as he has looked after us up to today he will continue to look after us thank you Thank you. Thank you, Bishop, for that uh, message. Uh, Father Clarence, would you like to uh, uh, add your message? Maybe a call for volunteers. Call for volunteers to take temperature screening. <laughs> so, you know, I think as Archbishop rightly put, you know, and I think as, as parish communities, we have to work together. I mean, we are not a perfect community. 
you know. Uh, and as I said, for me, I mean, my experience has been, I mean, every week is is, is a new learning curve. You know, one week you you do this, then you realize, hey, this doesn't work. Uh, next week I need to tweak it because last week it didn't work. So this week, so every week having to adjust, even though we have a general SOP, but, you know, having to make that SOP fit uh, into different contexts. And I, I see it so clearly, as I said, urban, suburban, completely, you know, different contexts, uh, how to cope with it. Sometimes I think it's easier in an urban parish because, you know, you can group people to come for mass. You come this week, you come next week. But in a small parish, if you, you know, of 80 people, how do you tell, oh, this week you can't come for mass, you know? And I've struggled with that. You know, I've struggled with that uh, to say that, oh, this week you can't come because it's just one, one community. So I think I for me is that, you know, rather than us throwing stones at each other, it's time for us to to work together, you know, and 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 fight this together and, and journey together, like I just said, to hold hands, you know, uh, and to support one another. And I think a lot of work is needed, uh, you know. Like I said, you know, no, since sorry, since then I've I've trained people to take temperature, so I don't do the temperature taking anymore. Uh, but it's a slow it's a slow process in different places, you know. And I'm sure even for, even for Archbishop, as you know, head of the archdiocese, having to see 37 old parishes, which are so different, uh, you know, in terms of its resources, in terms of its infrastructure, uh, everyone having to do different things. Uh, and differently, it's hard to have one uh, one model that fits all, isn't it, Archbishop? I mean, I'm sure it's difficult to have one model that fits all the parishes. Yeah. So, so I think it's 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 time for us to to support one another. It's time for us to 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 help one another. You know, uh, if you are, I always say, I think Archbishop also say, if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we all have to be the solution for one another. Yeah, and I, and I think that's something that we, we all should take back. Yeah, and rightly, as you said, you know, both uh, Bishop and Father Clarence, you mentioned it's a process. It may be slow sometimes, and you know, that's why uh, Archbishop, you've been calling for patience from uh, the faithful. And you know, like we've seen, you know, we've been patient, and then now, you know, we've got our, the foreigners back in the church. And you know, if we become more patient, I'm sure, like Archbishop, you say, the task force is is com uh, continuing to review and monitor the situation and to get more people or more uh, priorities uh, back for the church. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, thank you very much, Your Grace, for being on the show today. You know, uh, certainly we wanted to get the view of the uh, of your personal view and also the Archdiocese to, to find out what's been happening and what can we look forward to. And of course, uh, Father Clarence, thank you for sharing on behalf of uh, the parishes, you know, one of the challenges that we face. So before we end, I suppose, uh, could we uh, end with a prayer? We ask Archbishop to say a prayer? Yeah. <laughs> no, there was no free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So dear Heavenly Father, I just want to put our Archdiocese all our parishes, all our ministries, all our people into your hands. As this Archdiocese continues to open up our parishes, our services to our people, I pray for a clear mind, a clear heart, that we will be able to chart a direction, a path for all peoples, especially as we begin to open up all our places of worship, our churches, as we begin to open up the different ministries. I pray that you will protect all of us, all Malaysians, in fact, this whole world, that somehow or rather we will come to a quick end of this pandemic and that we will once again be able to gather, able to worship and able to come together 
as one humanity. And I ask for your continued blessings upon especially all our parish priests and uh, response team, our crisis team, that all who are working in this area of ensuring safety, uh, safety for our parishes and for all uh, in our nation, ask you to protect them, to give them all good health and to help us all able to overcome this pandemic. And in the meantime, also to strengthen our bonds of friendship. And I ask Almighty God to bless each one of you viewers in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, uh, Your Grace. Well, uh, that's our show for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show and hope you enjoyed, uh, I'm sure you enjoyed all, all the insights that we've gotten from the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur. So on behalf of the Most Reverend Archbishop of Kuala Lumpur, Julia Liao, and Father Clarence, and myself, Kachang Kevin, uh, we wish you a good weekend, uh, go to church if you can, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay.